Yeah. But well, we'll talk about all that. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Roll it. Welcome to the 101 with Stevie Fro podcast, joined here by the Eric Russell, head boys basketball coach at Campbell County, uh, formerly of Newport High School. Um, incredible career this guy's had, 348 wins at both of those schools, all a regional title. Is that 09? 09, 010? No, 910? Yes. 910 team? Yep. Uh, five regional titles, one in the ninth, four in the tenth, which is why I said he's the king of the tenth region mm-hmm. and the king slayer of the ninth region with that, that Holmes team you guys beat. Yeah. You know, they were on a run. So uh, we're really glad you're here, hoping to kind of dig into some stuff. And um, Let me ask you something. Grew up in Southgate? I did. Yeah. So I was talking to Kevin Gray today. Yep, uh, we lived in the same hood. Okay. So Kevin Gray said, you know Eric Russell grew up in Southgate with us. He's from the Hill. (laughs) And I'm like, Eric Russell grew up in Southgate. I thought he went to Campbell County. He said, well, we were stealing all the girls, so he had to leave to get them all out of Campbell. (laughs) Is that not the most Kevin Gray thing to say? But growing up in Southgate, right? Right. Um, Were you in the Southgate Independent district or? No. Um, I went through Campbell County my whole mm-hmm. career. My mom taught at, it was a Klein Middle School at the yeah. time. You remember playing I there? remember playing there. So my the mom Kansas taught floor, there. right? Right. Yeah. So the bus, what's, what's unique about that neighborhood we grew up in is the buses from Campbell County, that's part of the Campbell County district, would come up and pick us up and take us to school. So I went to Highland Heights Elementary. Yeah. Well, then you had the Grays and went to Newcath. And then you had like uh, Brian Weinrich, he yep. was the head coach at yep. uh, Highlands. Highlands. He went. He lived in that neighborhood, yep. and he went to Highlands. And then you had a few people like Dave Slosher and his brothers and yep. stuff Newport. went to Newport. Yeah, you so guys you coached had, at the same time, right? Yeah, he was coaching yeah, girls. Was you girls. were coaching boys. Yep. I did girls right before I did boys, and then he took over when I quit. I the didn't girls. know that. Yep. I had a, I had an all title with the girls. Were you the head coach of the girls? Uh huh. Oh, well, Three then years. these these numbers are ridiculous. We need. That's why I asked you if that's factual. Well, it was for the boys. Okay, it's, we'll do that. But yeah, we're good. But but yeah, it's a unique neighborhood, and it's it's funny because you got Kevin who coaches, I coach, Brian coaches, um, Steve coach too. Kevin's Steve brother. coach, Chris Scott who coaches yeah, I know in Ohio. Kyle, Chris, and uh, it's just and that's all we did. We would we would play baseball, we play basketball, we play football, we box, and you had these three streets. Um, is that the same? Is that the same street that his parents live on? The one that you can see from the ramp at 471, and it's right coming well, down. That's my street. Yeah, that's Valley View. Yeah, and then Valley View. That's the it. Grays live on Tracy Lane. Yeah, and you have Bonnie Lane. That's where Weiner's from. But you know, it was growing up with that competition. And then for me, it was going to the Armory four times, playing outside, playing in the gym. And that's all we did. I wasn't big on video games and all no. that kind of stuff. That's all we did. We really didn't have all that. No. And we did the exact same stuff. You know, we walked to the armory. You know, um, if we went to a, a friend's house, 
in Fort Thomas. You know, we walked to the armory. Had a great time doing all that. You know, that's what we did. We played at St. Vincent's up in South Newport. They had a court in the back before it, you know, became an apartment complex and they tore everything down. But, you know, it's we were talking to Shannon Minor last night, kind of the same situation, basically. Yeah. So pretty interesting, you know. I mean, we're we're of the same, you know, generation. Yep, for sure. And it's funny that the you talk about the boys that grew up in that neighborhood, how they've all gone on to kind of do their own thing, making their mark. Kevin at Beachwood, you know, Stevie's boys and girls went to Campbell. Yep. Uh, I coached summer baseball with Steve for a summer, and he has coached. You know, Steve coached with Kevin and I at Newcath Baseball and stopped because Cooper was getting a little older. Crosley was still pretty young, but the girls were starting yep. to be in middle school, so especially Chandler. But it just, he just needed to devote more time. I said that he just wanted to coach his kids because he's that kind of guy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he gets that from his dad, old, yeah. old Tim. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, growing up Newport, South Newport, you know, um, Southgate is literally four-tenths of a mile. Yeah. Right? As, as the crow flies. So we spent a lot of time in Southgate. We played at the park. Mm-hmm. We had friends that lived there. We walked up, you know, in middle school, you always walked up to, to see the girls up there, and it's kind of what you did. And it just wasn't far because we were always up by the McDonald's. So we just kind of walked up there. So transitioning from Southgate, you know, you're in Klein, right? You're living mm-hmm. in Southgate. Mm-hmm. You're you're going to Klein, still a small school. Mm-hmm. And then you go middle school at – was Klein the middle school or is the middle school – so, Part so of high school back the then, the middle school, you had two separate middle schools that fed into Campbell County High School. It was Klein Middle School and then okay. the elementary school that's now called Riley Elementary School. Mm-hmm. It was called South Middle School back then because it was gotcha. at the south end of the county. So those two schools fed into the high school. And it was kind of a little rivalry, those two middle schools, when you play each other. Sure. They'd actually – it's kind of – this is unique too. We would have – when we play each other, our game was during the school day. So, so it's like all the kids. It was like an assembly, like a all Teen the kids, Wolf. Yeah, the original yeah. Teen Wolf. Everybody played all it was the like kids, during the day. Yeah, yeah, all the kids at the end of school would come and watch yeah. our game. That's amazing. So it's pretty fun. Why can't we bring that back? Exactly. And we've got three middle schools in our district, and it's a big rivalry in all of the sports for yeah. all of them. And a, and a lot of those kids grow up playing the same youth league. Whether right. it's you know the Taylor Mill Eagles or you know the Dixie Raiders or the South Kenton Lions, they grow up and, and it's either they're playing with each other or they're rivals at the time. So it, then they get into middle school and it it elevates a little bit. And then by yeah. the time they get to high school, it's a it's right. at a fear pitch. Right. That's interesting. And it, when did they merge? Okay, did they merge to one middle school when they built a new high school? Yeah, and uh, so they moved the two middle schools into the high school. I yeah. was in high school when they built the new school. Yeah. I was same. a senior my the first year there, and I remember playing in that – going to a game, not playing, but going to a game in that gym and thinking, uh, well, this is nice, but it's not the middle school gym. I, I know that sounds weird. Yeah. yeah. It's right. the same. I don't understand why they didn't build that gym bigger. Yeah. Where we could have the region. and understand. Something. You totally. Know, something. I don't know why they didn't do that. Believe me. And, you but, know, you and I have talked work, you know – 
with us having all this construction, it would sure be nice to have a a competition gym the size of maybe not Mason, but Montgomery or, you know, so it could be hold enough people to for us to have our, yeah, yeah. So we could have our turn. We were just talking, my AD and I were talking about that the other day. Yeah. I asked if at the last region meeting, did they talk about who was going to host the region? He asked whose turn it was. And I said, it's ours. We should go to Northern. I agree. <laughs> Make them all drive here. <laughs> I'm down. Could you imagine? We they would probably drive up here with their with their lighters and their gasoline <laughs> ready to burn it down. <laughs> like so they don't have to come back. And and I like you, I am a huge fan of playing at Mason County. I love it. Our kids, they love it. Yeah. I I don't think that our kids would be happy to be at Northern. We yeah. would be happy because we're selfish. Right. But the kids love that they atmosphere. Do. They do. Our kids love it there. They it, should. It is. It's a great place. It's it a is. great place to play a high school basketball game. It is. Well, and it's like the last time it was at Montgomery County. Um, where? 16. It's just a different vibe. It's a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. It's just a different vibe. I, I don't know how else to say it. It's yeah. just a different vibe. It is. And they had a great idea. Let's let's build something that showcases our community. We could host here, not drive. And I faintly remember uh, there being a stink about that move. You know, when that gym was being built, and they had voted to move that there. But you know, I'm assuming that's just more of like the traditional tenth. You know, schools like wow, it should be at Mason because it's been at Mason, and I don't disagree with that whatsoever. And now, yeah, especially Clark. Yeah, have you? Did you play there? Mm-hmm. Was that this year? Yeah, we were supposed to play there, but it wasn't ready. We play. We didn't play there in regular season. It yeah. was in the regional. What's it like? It's nice. It's real nice. What's the best gym you've played coached in? Oh, uh, have you been to Lawrenceburg? Mm-mm. Oh, that casino money boy. We we drove by and we went to play at. Uh, Where's Reinhardt? Where was he coaching? South Dearborn. Yeah, Dearborn. Yeah. And it did look nice. It's a nice facility. It's a, I, I walked in, and I couldn't believe it. Right. And when I, when I got to meet their coach, I was like, uh, "You, I mean, what do you got to do? Their practice gym is better than our gym. Yeah. Unbelievable. I've, I've never seen anything like it. Like, what do you got to do? To get something like this. And he said, can you put a casino in your backyard? Right. It's incredible. Yeah. What do you think? Best best gym? Rupp Arena. Well, <laughs> what is this guy? No. This guy um, came here ready to start a fight. I'd have to say Mason. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, it's to hard go to against say, that. It's hard to say go against Mason. You know? you know, Jim, I love around here is, is Holmes Gym. Love it. I love that gym. I did when I played. Yep. Love it. I love it now when I go there and coach. I love how you're down on the floor yep. and everybody's above you. First I time just, I coached. I think that's a great gym. First time I coached in that gym, I was here, and I took my freshman team down there. And I can remember being on the court and turning around to look up, and I really couldn't see because there was still a little bit of a, a block there between the seeing the stands. Now they've got like a more of a – it's like a – more like a uh, like a uh, I don't know if you call that a gate or a, it's just like metal piping or whatever, and I thought wow, 
I mean, you can't see anybody here, boy, right? It's mm-hmm. reminded me of St. Thomas a little bit because yeah. it just you, you can't see this, you couldn't see the crowd behind you, right? Uh, Holmes has got a great gym. Yeah, imagine the history there, right? Yeah, that's incredible. Well, I mean, you think about the middle school, middle, the history in that yeah. gym. Yeah, how many regions it's held? Yeah, boys, girls. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I don't know how old it is, but I can only imagine. Yeah, I don't know. First time I coached in that gym, I was coaching seventh grade boys. I was 19 years old, coaching seventh grade boys playing Campbell County out there, and they they didn't have all the bleachers out. You know, right. it was just the one side, and all I could think about was this place. It's cavernous almost at the time, but I remember playing there in high school, right? Playing there in middle school, and it never in you know my mind I couldn't. I remember it being so big right. until I saw it like that. Yeah. And, you know, even when you go there now to coach, yeah. it's, a, it, it's a tough place to coach in. It is. For us, it is. Maybe not for you. No, but. It is. It's fun, though. It's fun when you get that place packed out. And I can and remember a lot of, yeah, a yeah, lot of, a lot of good games. district yeah. games there. Yeah. When I was a player, we played Holmes in the regional finals at the middle school gym. It was 89? 80, 88. 88. 89, I graduated. 88 was my junior year. And uh, Jack Jennings yeah. was a stud, and uh, we ended up losing that game in the finals. But I can remember it was so packed, and they had people in the end zones, and it was more packed than any time we played, really, you know, since you and I have been coaching there. And uh, we came out to warm up, man, you could not breathe. Like, you had to catch up to the – because there were so many people yeah, in there. The body and, heat. Yeah. Like Mason gets yeah, on some yeah. days. Yeah. And you couldn't breathe. And you had to get yourself used to – to being in there, but they have some good times. You know, it seems like back in the day too, and I know you, I remember you and Shannon were talking about this too, but it seemed like there was less to do, so everybody came to the games. And the place would be packed, even on a Tuesday night, that place would be packed out. So in high school, I, I'd try to explain to the kids, I used to play in front of these crowds all the time. And they're like, whatever. I was like, we did. Yeah. It was incredible. New Cath in the 90s. Was every home game was a was an event, right? right? You know, you had especially in the early '90s with John Brandon. Um, you always had a Pangallo, right? Ron Don's the coach, the Godfather himself, yep. running the show with his hair immaculately placed, and just the walking out of games and the sweat just pouring off of you, man. Never, it never seen. And those were the days when people could fire darts in the stands. You know, they're, just burning, yeah. they're burning it down. <laughs> it smelled like bingo. It smelled like the bingo when you walked out. But I, I remember, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost a shame that those days are gone. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that we were able to, you know, that we have those memories. And when we have, when we have games here, because it's not like our gym's the most, this is the biggest, but it gets loud. You know, you get Simon Kitten in here or, you know, Campbell County games here. Place gets rocking. Yeah. You know, it's, it's. This is a tough place to play. You think so? I think so. Hmm. I just think you guys. You well, guys, I bought new rims and they're soft and everybody gets a roll except for us. So I would think yeah. you would think it would be nice. Well, you guys play so good here. Well, you should play well at home. You should. You know, your kids, your kids are here the whole time. Yeah. So. Fondest memory of being a player at Campbell? Um, I'd have to say 
my biggest thing, and it's so cliche, was just being with my buddies after the game, and we'd all go hang out. And uh, but I can remember that same year in '88, we had such a good team, and uh, we're playing Fern Creek at our place, the middle school gym, which was the high school gym, and uh. They had a really good team that year. They were ranked top five in the state. And we were pretty up there, too. So it was a real good back and forth game. They had a great team. And uh, we're down. With We have the ball. We're down one. And uh, Coach Jones, Bob Jones, mm-hmm. he, he calls a play. And somehow the ball comes to me and I fumble it. And luckily I was – I, I was enough to get the ball and, and knock it off a guy's leg, and we get it out of bounds on the side where Coach Jones is. And you can tell he's so mad at me for messing that play up. So I'm thinking, I am in so much trouble here. There's one second on the clock. So I'm thinking, what, this game could be over. So he calls a play and uh, calls a timeout. And he lines Timmy Russell in the, in the middle where the foul line is, Timmy Franz and myself, and we're on a line at the free throw line. Jerry Gross, my assistant, mm-hmm. he tells him just throw it off the backboard. You three go to the rim, try to tip it in. So, uh, and I mean, it was a far pass. It was amazing that Gross gets his pass off. He passes it, perfect, hits hits the backboard, comes off perfect. Timmy Russell catches it, lays it in, we win by a point. Kidding me. And I'm off the hook. He saved you. He did. Did you buy? Did you buy? Did you go to Recca after the game? Recca roller rink. <laughs> yeah. Bought him a slushy. Yeah. <laughs> did you skate with his girl too? <laughs> you probably. If you did, you had to do it in secret because oh. he would, he would beat you up. Yeah, that was that good. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I couldn't imagine drawing up a play where you throw it off the backboard. I mean, but with one second at the time, right? Especially like an '89, you know. Um, and I know we were all looking at him like. I don't know if this is going to work. And Gross threw the perfect pass. I mean, it was it was incredible. My sophomore year, uh, we were hosting the districts at Newcath. And plant, Newcath was playing Holmes in the finals. And Holmes had a player. I want to say his name was uh, Bernard King or, uh, or Bernard. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Tall, long, just incredible basketball player. And – the Holmes player, they had this play. It was kind of like our one where we throw the lob, the out-of-bounds under, that you always call out, thankfully, uh, so I don't have to run it anymore. Like you don't know all my plays. <laughs> and Where's the book at in here? It's got to be it's in, in somewhere. It's, it's locked up. <laughs> it's locked up. So he he stutter steps the one way and starts come, and the guy throws it up and behind the backboard over where it, it looked like it was going to go in. And the guy from Holmes just jumped up, got the ball, and Charles Barkley behind his head to the back of his shoulder blades and almost broke the support off the rim or off the off the wall, you know, that held the rim up. I've never seen it like it. Now you can't do that. I think it's illegal now. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I don't up, think you can. I don't think you can. Yeah. And even some of those, like, the plays like you're talking about, the Bob Jones special that you just yeah, called. Right. That's I would call that play. And I would – Set it up and call it the Bob Jones special in tribute. Right. Let me ask you about Bob Jones. Because I know when I was at Dayton, my first year at Dayton, I think, was Bob's last year at Newport. So that was 2000, 2001. You took over. I took over right two. after him. Yep. 
He was your head coach. Yeah. What role did Bob Jones play? Has has Bob Jones played in your life? Oh. And I'm sure that we could, you could go on about that. This but, could be a big, yeah. But every, it's nice when, you, you know, we know kids who don't enjoy their coach, right? Right. And and now you have a kid, Eric Russell, who goes on to play, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about, but comes back. You know, guy like Bob Jones cares about his former player. Right. You're coaching girls. Hey, come over here. I'm probably going to be done soon. I don't know if that conversation took place, but it did. You know, you're at Newport nine years. Yep. Bob Jones is the AD. Mm-hmm. There's an opening. It's got to be that conversation if it's time to come home. Right. Yeah. So, Bob Jones. Yeah. Well, first off, he was a hard coach to play for. Mm-hmm. But he got you prepared. So when I played college basketball, I was ready to play. Um, he was he a, hard but fair. Hard but fair, mm-hmm. and he's the kind of guy he'd be hard on you, but off the court he'll do anything for you. You know, he'll he still I still talk to him, call him, tell him I love him. Uh, he's he's just always there for you. And when I coached at Newport, I went through some tough times. Um, and I had to lean on him a lot. And it was nice having my high school coach, you know, a guy that I could lean on. I know um, there were some times at Newport where my wife even talked about it. There were days that uh, I couldn't get out of the shower. It was, I, was dep- I was in depression. And it wasn't because of losing, because we won a decent amount of games. But I always felt like something would happen there. A kid would do something, get in trouble, something, and I always carried that on my shoulders. Like, yeah. like it was me. I didn't do enough to help that kid, something like that. And, I mean, I had days where I couldn't get out of the shower. Like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And I had days thinking, I'm done with this. And uh, talking to Coach Jones, man, he'd say, listen, it's not about all that. Keep moving on. You're fine. You're doing great. And if I didn't have that from him, I probably would have quit at Newport. It's amazing to think. Yeah. You know. And yeah. there are schools that it's my first five years at Dayton, they were not easy. Mm-mm. And I was the freshman coach and a varsity yeah. assistant. But, you know, for, for me, it was what am I walking into today? Right. Right? What, what's coming up today? And I'm a Newport kid growing up, you know, and I can see that. Yeah. I, I see that. Yeah. I think Newport's a great it's a great city, great people, great place. I think the school district just does it what they can. Yeah. I love the place. I mean, yeah. go to church there. I love the people. Uh, I love all my players. It was just it was just hard. It was hard to deal with all the. It's not the kids. It's not. It's, it's not. It's. The circumstances, yeah. and sometimes, I mean, we would go to games. I didn't know if they ate. Yeah. We'd be going to Arby's. I'd send Same. my assistants over, buying Same a bunch of – when I was at Dayton. I was glad back then we had the five for five. I'd buy a bunch mm-hmm. of Arby's sandwiches, and I'd make sure everybody ate. Um, I remember we had a big win against Newcastle up on the hill. Very next day, I lose one ineligibility. Somebody breaks his ankle. Somebody else sees him basically over. I mean, it's just those little things happened all the time. You just – 
it was things you couldn't control. And you wanted to control them as a head coach, and you put that on yourself because you're the head coach, and you know how that is. Sure. You put everything on you, even if it's stuff you really can't control. There's nothing you can do. It's so, almost paralyzing, to yeah, be honest with you. Yeah, and and you put it on yourself, and and that's why it should be. But some things are tough. That's why I have a ton of respect for Snap because I know he took over after me, and I know he says the exact same things that what, you've been saying. Exactly yeah. what he's going through, and he's done a remarkable job. And and I always tell him, you know, unless you're playing Campbell County, I'm always rooting for Newport. So I mean, <laughs> I love, I love. I actually loved teaching there. I really did. Jeremy teaches there. Yeah, I loved it. Um, it was hard to leave when I decided to leave. But uh, it's it's not easy. It's, and, you know, so. I, I didn't want to leave Dayton. I loved it, yeah. to be honest. The kids were great. Um, I real, And I realized at that time it was not a good job. Yeah. But – being my first high school job, that didn't matter. I was loyal there. Like, I got fired. It was nothing that I did. The head coach left, and he went back to Indiana, and the site base came in and said, we're going to hire Dayton people to coach Dayton kids. That right. was their that was going to be their creed. And, well, I was a Newcath guy. My family was all from Dayton, mom, dad's side. So, But I went to Newcath, so I didn't understand their plight, I guess. Um, which in, in some sense, it was a blessing in disguise, right? You know, I had had opportunities to leave, but I enjoyed it there. It's, it's just a different vibe when the kids need you in a different way. Like the kids here need me in a completely different way than kids there. And when I was at my first job at Holy Spirit, where I literally had to pick, I had six kids and I had to pick up, I had to pick up two or three for practices and games. Or and sometimes even take one home. Right. It, it's it was tough, man. Yeah. But I loved it because it was it it taught me responsibility more right. than anything else as a younger yeah. man. And I learned at Dayton, and I think you would probably say this. Coaching at Dayton for me had nothing to do with coaching basketball. Coaching at Dayton for me taught me how to coach kids. That way, when that ended and I came here. It was just that much easier for me yeah. to transition from right. one to the other. And that's invaluable for a coach because you find you see guys have their first job. They struggle because it's they think it's one thing, but it's completely opposite. Right. They don't because they've not seen that. You know, and here's another thing, and I don't mean to go on about this, but and I don't and I, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way against anybody, but it's very hard for me to have great respect for people who come into good jobs and that's their first gig when I think it's you should pay your dues a little bit and you should take those tough jobs. There's nothing wrong with those tough jobs. No, no. Nothing. It, it will build character in you. That's where it, I learned how to coach. That's exactly right. I mean, I didn't learn how to coach at Campbell County. All of a sudden, I knew how to coach. Yeah, exactly. I learned how to coach at Newport. I mean, that's – Let's be real about this thing. Facts. I learned how to coach at Newport. That's a I fact. learned how to lose. I learned how to win. I learned how to deal with kids. I learned how to um, deal with people. Yep. Um, I learned how to get my ego out of the way. I realized it wasn't about me. It's about those kids. Um, that's where I learned how to be a good coach. That's where I learned how to be a good human being. Because you learn how to um, – you learn that these kids 
what they're going through is a lot bigger than what anything that you've ever that, had to deal with. Right? Exactly. And same for me. It, and we had one set of parents that was still married all the time that I was at Dayton, I think maybe yeah. one or two. Yeah. And you know, you were a big brother yep. figure to them. Yeah. And it was great. They leaned on you for advice. I, I tell you, I gave kids money to go to prom, to go to the homecoming, uh, stopped and got kids stuff to eat afterward. It just it was part of the gig. And I loved it. It didn't, it didn't, I didn't know any different. I didn't think, well, this is not the way it was at Newcath. That's ridiculous. Yeah. To think to think that way is, is it's just ridiculous. Okay, so this is a different place. Good, great. Newport's a different place. Newport and Dayton very similar. Yeah. For for many years, very similar in that it regards. When you have like Bellevue in the middle, that probably a little different, honestly. You know, I, I bet you if we talked to Kevin Listerman, he would say when he was when we were all three in the same district, well, he didn't have those problems. Right. Where we did. Right. And when we rolled in, we didn't know if a kid was going to be ineligible. I can't tell you how many times I sat down with a with a with a teacher, with my best player. Like, what can we do together with like this kid and I and, right. and the parent, one of the parents? Right. What can we do to help this kid? And the parent and the teachers always worked with with those kids because they realized that I, they realized that they understood. You know, it's that's that's definitely a thing that frustrates me with with the coaching is you got to learn how to struggle. You do. We learned, we lost by 40 every night. Yeah. That's a fact. We yeah. lost every night by 40. So it doesn't make you like it. No. But you understand it. Right. You know, we went through those Newport years. You know, I never won the district there. I mean, everybody sees we won that region, but I never won the district. And it was Highlands or Newcath were loaded all nine years I was there. You go from Krebs, yeah, to Zimmerman, yeah. Pen- yeah. Oh, I've never gone to. Highlands had um, what was the big kid's name? Was Neltner there? Neltner, yeah. I mean, they were I good. was trying to guard Neltner with a six foot two <laughs> <laughs> kid in the post. I mean, but like like we said, I mean, we we learned. You know, you learned. I wouldn't trade it for the world. No. That was the best education I ever got. Was coaching down there with those kids, and. uh I would not trade it for anything. The only thing that got me to leave Newport was the chance to coach my son. When I knew he was coming through the opportunity, I actually turned him down the first time they asked me to come talk. And uh, is that hard to tell? Was it Renee or Bob that reached out to you? It was Renee, and uh, well, Bob did too. But I was like, Nah, I'm happy. We just won a region. I'm, it's not a good time to leave, even though we lost everything at Newport after that year. And uh, but then there were some other little factors here and there. But then I was like, well, Jesse's coming through. He's going to be in the middle school soon. I like that. Well, he was hand. still young. Yeah, I'd like to have my hand on that. Yeah, and uh, and ended up being the right move for sure. One hundred percent fact. Yeah, Kentucky Christian. Yep. Right. Yep. Kentucky Christian, national champs in nineteen ninety one. That's all this guy does is win. Oh, it's unbelievable. I was an All-American for two years. It was the right school for me to go to. It's I was a, I was a big fish in a little pond, and I loved it every second. Some of my best friends in the world from that team. Um, my college coach has now passed away. He died of cancer, um, Dick Dameron. 
he'd always say, remember who you are and what you stand for. And a lot of who I am today as far as um, my love for the Lord and uh, the way that I um, conduct myself. You know, people say, how do you stay so calm? It's him. I try, I try to do everything yeah. he did. I act just like him. And uh, so funny you said that. Yeah. I, I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to cut you off about the yeah. KCU stuff, but I have a conversation with people that coach. And I can remember being younger and coaches that I did not like, right? Right. And I used to say to myself, if I was ever a coach, I would not do that. I would right. not act like that. But I took pieces of the what I loved about coaches right. and used. And what I didn't love about coaches, I did not use. Yep. And that's how I kind of developed my style, yep. right? So it's it's great to hear same. you say that. I was the same. Um, I worked for Mark Krebs. There's things that he did yeah. that I loved. I worked for uh, Danny Sullivan. Yeah. Love stuff he did. Coach Jones, my college coaches. Um, you just pick you pick some of the good things and try to try not some of the negative things. Not that we're perfect. Shoot, no. I've made so many mistakes through the years that I was, I look back on and say, what what was I thinking? You know, acting that way or doing because. It's an emotional game, and sometimes those things happen. And, uh, but the emotion, see, for me, watching Ron Don coach right, is where I got my fire. Now, I didn't play four years for Ron Don, but right. I watched this man coach for years. Yeah. And that fire, you know, remember young Ron Don? He's one of my favorite coaches. Oh, we played against him in the region. That 88 year when they had the Shea brothers. Yes. At St. Henry. He was St. Henry's coach. I know. Yeah. And yes. we, we beat them to get to the finals. And we loved him. Even all the kids loved him. Campbell County kids, man, that guy's cool. You know, you just tell the way he handled himself, the way he looked, everything. It's just, uh, he's one of my favorites. You know, the first coach I ever he's thought. He's a great coach. He is. He is excellent. He, he is. The first person I thought that about, the man, I, that guy's awesome, was Dave Faust. Yeah, I love him too. I can't. I, I I can pinpoint the moment we were playing. We were playing St. Henry at Thomas More, and I was you know you know they have that little like walkway under where you're walking out of the court. I was walking one way, he was walking the other. And look, I was this no name Newport chump that was on the JV team, and he said, "Good luck today, Mr. Frohmeyer." And I was like. What? like 15 year old kid like what in the hell like this guy's this guy's a badass he yeah. knows everybody yeah. <laughs> and he even, I, I still don't know but from that moment on Dave Faust was my dude yeah to this day you know it's like, like Coach Faust said right? yeah it's he's just how I've always yeah, been he's one of them you know my first I think it was my first season in Newport he won the region yeah and we went to he St. Henry and I mean won I the got LA and the region yeah and he beat us by like 50 Oof. So he, he beat you that bad, and he makes you – after you feel good that he beat you that bad, somehow he makes you feel good that he was able to just whip you that bad. But that's just how great he is. He's awesome. And he used to be in Newport. I don't know if you remember. He helped at Newport like a year. I, I know that he was at Newport and I knew, Catholic. I didn't know that he was at Newport. Yeah, he did like – I think he coached baseball at Newcastle too, baseball and basketball. Yeah, he did like a student teaching at Newport. Huh. Started there teaching for – because we always talk about Jack Patterson. You know what, yeah. And – uh. 
His family's from, and so he I would always, from that area. Yeah, and he would always talk to me about it. Like, hey, hang in there, encourage me, and that kind of stuff. And uh, I've always and will always have respect for Dave Faust. He's one of the best yeah. ever. Well, Nobody can say anything different. No. I don't, I've never met anybody. He's amazing. That says anything bad about him. Nobody does. You know what I love about Dave Faust? He pioneered the I really don't care. We're going to do it. We're going to do it right. Yep. Mentality. He did. That team NF. I don't care what you want. This is We're going to get it done this way. Yep. I love that about him. Me too. So we got sidetracked on the right. Kentucky Christian. Yep. Right. So talk to me about, obviously, you know, national champion, you know, 15-time player of the year. Um <laughs> All-time leading scorer. Nah, not even close. You know what I like? What you said was my best friends in life yep. were from there. Yep. And you had said this about when I asked you about your Campbell playing days. Mm-hmm. Being around the guys. Yep. And it's – I'll take this conversation with our kids to do this thing. You know, you got to love being around the team. Yeah. You got to love the bus rides. Because yep. that's the magic, it the is. locker room yep. and the bus rides. It's not the, it's not the sweating it out at practice. It's not the whatever, uh, but it's the celebrating after a game with right. your buddies right. and hustling up so you can get to La Rosa's here, you know, or Skyline or wherever they go to to celebrate right. on a Friday night. Right. That's the good stuff. Yeah. That's the stuff that. Doesn't matter what generation you're from. Doesn't doesn't matter how much money do you have. It doesn't matter how bad of a day you had at school. That stuff is always yep. right down the middle. That's the main to me. That's the most important thing about athletics. And if and if you ever have a player that's not getting that, they're missing out because the relationships you make, and it's it's as a player you make relationships. That lasts a lifetime. I mean, my best friend from high school is my assistant coach, and yep. we're living the dream coaching yep. basketball together. Yep. You know, um, my college friends love talking to them. We talk about the old times on the bus and the trips, and the, and we took some big L's too back in the day. And even now with the coaches, the friends you meet, sure, me and you. Um, I think guys, people, I think people are amazed that we're as close as we are, and yeah. how good of friends we are. They are. I talked. And I guess it's because in some districts it's like a there's like a love hate, yeah. Whereas it's not. I tell people, uh, you know, I'm closer than Eric Russell than I am with probably anybody else. That's the head coach somewhere, and we're rivals, big yeah. time rivals. Big time. And uh, you know, I think that's great. Yeah. But my thing is, I, I'm not into the the people that just want to burn the world down and are mean to people or. Whatever. Look, I, I have a huge character flaw, and that when I hate, I hate forever. It's just the way I am. It's terrible, and I know it's terrible, and I've been that way since I was a kid. If you cross me, it's over between us. Right. But everybody gets a shot, forever. We could be friends for life. Right. Until that first time. Right. You know. So, and you know, it's not like we compete. For anything else but a game, and that's a game, right? It, well, I think 
the reason why you and I relate so well is because we both kind of we're family first. Family, the team is a family. Yeah. That's number one. Everything else follows after. Absolutely, it doesn't. Our styles are very similar. Yeah, there's yeah. a personal relationship with each kid. Right. Yeah, and that's more important to yeah. me. Do I like winning the come down minutes? Yeah, who doesn't? I love it. I love that part of it. That's why you do it. But um, the other day, calling up a player, um, DeMarco Foster, who played me in New York, yeah. just checking on him, you okay? And him saying, hey, coach, just want to know. I really appreciate the stuff he did for me. Those kind of things are invaluable. I mean, you can't can't put a price on it. Mac just, Matt Wilson just graduated from West I Point. I saw that. And I got to see him and see him getting saluted by the president. Yeah, it's awesome. It was, it was incredible. I was so proud of him. I mean, where do you, where else do you get those kind of experiences <laughs> you with young people? You don't. And so that's the most important thing. You know what? You talk about and so that. So then the winning comes with that. Like when, yeah. once you establish that family first mentality in your program, the winning comes comes. You know what I think when I think back now, going into my what twenty started coaching in 98, my first time coaching my own basketball team, but I've been coaching since ninety six. One of the things that I think is always special is how many weddings that you've been invited to, how many times you've been, uh, you've held a, you know, a kid has handed you their child and said, "This is my son, Coach. Um, right. I wanted you to meet my son." You know, those things are far more important to me than the BS. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Far more important. Yeah. It's not even close. To I me love anyway. that. I mean. Yeah. I don't think people understand. If you're that. in it for any other reason, you're missing out. Yeah. I think. And I think that's what the random fan doesn't understand. No. They think that we, you know, I mean, it's coaching is hard. This is uh, this is the hardest thing that I've ever done, being yeah. a head coach, legitimately. Yeah. And there are days, and Jeremy, there are days where I, I think, and I say out loud to the my staff, like, I don't know if I can do this much longer, guys. It's hard. This is it just is. so – and the longer that time goes on, that becomes easier to say because 15 years ago, I would never have said that, right? Right. Because I was just a, an assistant coach and a, just a head freshman coach. Right. Things were easier. It's yeah. you, you, know, you move 12, 18 inches up the bench, and all the weight comes down on you, right? It doesn't matter if you win or you're losing – it's just the day-to-day grind. Yeah. You know, you talk about, you know, I talked to Shannon Miner about games. You know, Ohio does that, they do 22 games. We do to 30. That's a long season. Very. It, <laughs> long. And then after that 30, not including the six weeks you have, uh, starting October 15th to your first scrimmage or your first game, then you've got 30 games on top of that. Then you've got a week of districts. Then you've got a week of regionals. And then you have a week off before you go to the state tournament right. if you're lucky enough. Yeah. It's long. It is long. And I'm not, I'm not hating on that at all. And I enjoy it. it. It's one of those things that no, even it's a job still, yeah. right? It's still a job. And, and when you, even the, like you said, the days that you went to Newport. And you couldn't get out of the shower because it was like uh, an anxiety setting in. And even, a, oh, I just don't know. And then you went, and it was like, I'm really glad that I did. I'm right. just, you know, I have that 
during the season. Not every day, but there are days it's like, oh God, I'm just I'm exhausted. Yeah. I know the kids are exhausted because they wake our kids go to school early here. You know, they're here at seven thirty and they get yeah. out at two thirty. We're the same thing. So and then they come right into here. So what I usually do is I don't start to practice till three thirty. So it gives them an hour. Gives them an hour. There's always water. There's always snacks. Gives them an hour to kind of chill, get dressed, maybe go shoot if they want to. It also gives the assistants time to get here. But to come in, now there are days we have to go right at 245 because there's a conflict in the gym. Right. But it gives them just a little bit of time to decompress from being in school all day and then having to mentally focus, lace up, go on out and do your thing. Right. So you, you alter the way you do that. If they're exhausted and I'm exhausted, it's pretty obvious because yeah. it's just a yeah. miserable day, right? Yeah, I'm with you. But here's my only thing. Even though I'm feeling that way on the inside, kids are smart, and they know when you walk in the door if something does not seem right. You know, you're not rotating on the axis properly. Right. They're going to pick up on that. Oh, yeah. And that makes them uneasy. It makes my kids uneasy. You could tell because mm-hmm. they're quiet and they're a little standoffish. And my bad day just never affects them. I do not bring my bad day here. I've never, I never have. Yeah. Actually, I did once, and that was a, my second year here, and I regretted it because I was awful. But um, it's not fair to them. Right. Same as, hey, you had a bad day. That's not our fault. Exactly. It's not the teammate's fault. Right. That's a life lesson. Right. That's a lesson about being a man. And I always want my kids to know, listen, you're going to have a bad day once in a while, so am I. Start over the next day. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hold any – We don't no carryovers. Let me ask you this about getting on kids. Yeah. Because it's not like we – you and I have watched each other enough. It's not like we really have to do that much at all. But there are days Yeah. when you really have to be hard on a kid. And practice ends – game ends do you wait to the next day or are you a see i like to make i don't like a kid to go to bed thinking that i'm mad at him i don't either i I have to deal with it then me too and i pick and choose like everybody has their own style but to me the screaming all the time getting on them 100 percent of the time it loses effectiveness Mm -hmm. because then when you really need to get on them they've already tuned you out because They're hearing it all the time. So there's a time for that. So you got to save it for when you really need to get on maybe in locker room or whatever. So there's a time for that. But I'm with you. If if I know something's up between me and a player, I have to pull them aside and talk before we leave that gym. I'm not going to leave anything. Because what happens is they go home and they fester on it or whatever. That's right. And then miscommunication comes in or they start thinking something mm-hmm. that wasn't even that. And then that that leads to a bigger problem down the road. Big time. So you got to deal with it then, I believe, and and let them know. And then you got to let them know you love them unconditionally. Yep. Facts. You know, you got to know that there's not, there's nothing you're going to do that's going to make me hate you. I'm going to be, I might get mad at you for a second, but I still love you at the end of the day. It's family. We're family. Yeah. Brothers. And we're not going to. Brothers fight. Yeah. And it doesn't carry over. We, brothers, brothers don't agree. Yeah. (laughs) It's like my brother. I can get on him and call him names or get on him. We can fight. 
But if somebody else does it, then there's a problem. Well, we got a you problem. Know, nobody's allowed to do it. And that's what I want our kids to know. But our coaching staff always – and and there'll be times, too, and I bet you do this. I want another coach. I say, listen, they need to hear another voice. It's Jeremy. Go over and pump him up a yeah, little bit. It's Jeremy. You know, I say Jeremy, talk to him. Yeah. yeah. Be the good cop right yeah. now. So – but, yeah, I don't ever like to let it fester overnight. No. And for me, because I don't work in the building, I need to do it that night. True. Because <clears throat> if the kid's not going to see me until 3 o'clock the next day, it's. I just think that's – I remember I remember playing for a coach who I did not like, and he did not like me. And he destroyed my love for the game of playing – um, and I'm, a, I don't hate him for it. It was his style. It was the early nineties. And I just, I never, I remember feeling the way I would feel. And look, I'm a thick skinned guy. It didn't, I mean, big family, you know, growing up in, you know, trying to fight your way out of the park, you know, it's, that, that right. stuff didn't bother me, right. but I never wanted to. I never want to feel like I'm taking a kid's joy away of playing, because that's not fair. That's not right. That's not my problem, you know. Um, and I don't think I'd ever forgive myself if I had done that. And if we, and we've had kids quit, kids have quit. I don't know if since I've been the head coach, we had a kid quit mid-season. I don't think we have, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think so, but. If I honestly felt that I had taken away this kid's joy, then I would get be done just because I, I – if I thought that. And I would know it. Now, a kid could be like, well, I just don't like playing for you anymore. I can't do it. Right. That's fine. But I'm going to know in my own mind how I handle right. that kid and how I talk to that kid. Right. So it's it's definitely a – I don't know. Like I said, I made, I made, I've made mistakes in the past. I know there's been times where I've – maybe made a kid feel bad or whatever, yeah. not on purpose. I'm, I'm never going to do it on purpose. Just, um, But, you know, that's one of my hardest things about coaching, I think, is cutting a kid or oh, I hate it. I'm miserable. And then, and then no one's ever going to be happy with their – sometimes people have to take a role. Sometimes you're not going to be the guy scoring and shooting all the shots for us. And and that's hard. And then the parents can't understand it. And then, yeah. So you're juggling all that stuff as a coach. And people don't get it. People up in the stands, they all love to think they could do our job, but I hate to tell them they could not. I watch uh, – if I'm watching games on the – if I'm watching games on the huddle and I just happen to glance and see a parent do something, I'm like, what in the hell, man? Because <laughs> I, I know what they're reacting to. Right. You know, I, it makes me crazy. It really does. Yeah. And, and I think the, th- the one thing for me – that's become a big disappointment with coaching. And I honestly don't think we have this problem here, but I see it everywhere. And we even have it our own middle school where parents of kids on the same team root against those kids. Yeah, I don't like that at all. What is happening? I don't understand Where that. are we? It's just selfish. My parents, avid coming to the game, you know, participants, right? We're bigger fans of my friends than of mine. <laughs> That's a fact. It's the way it was. Now, it's a different time. Sure, we could always go back to that. But my parents, 
were a bigger fan of them than they were ever of me as a player. And I'm okay with that. That's what I grew up with. So that's what I know. No one, you know, no one talked about, you know, God forbid someone say something to this day about Ron Dunn or my dad would want to fight. I mean, it's just the way it was, man. You know, you had, there was loyalty there. Yeah. And I understand. I get it. That's part of the deal. That's what we, yeah, I do just, too. It's, part, it's what we do. Yeah, it right? is. It's part, it's it's part, part of the package. Of, yes, yes. Part of the package. But that that's one thing that really disappoints me as a coach when I talk to other coaches or I'm at a game and you have parents that are actively rooting against kids on the same team as their child. And that's unbelievable for no, me. I don't like that at all. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't have an answer for that one. Selfishness, I guess. Maybe. All right. Newport. Yep. You talked a lot about Newport. Yep. But the 9-10 team. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What a team. Yeah. Fun top team top, top in wins in the region. Yep. In the ninth region that year. We topped. That was a school. We tied the school record for most wins, and they had back in the twenty nine, twenty nine wins, twenty nine and ten, twenty nine and six. 20, oh my bad, bro. Twice Jesus. to Newcastle, twice to Holmes, and then lost first round of both state tournaments. Oh my bad. Sorry about that. He wrote that down. That's all Sorry. right. <laughs> I'm not gonna forget that year. I was at the game at the back of Kentucky against Holmes. Yep. What a year. I did not see the All-A. Was that the same year, the All-A, the same year? Yeah, we beat Newcastle in the finals. Yeah. We lost to Newcastle regular season and lost to him in the district. district. And got him in the All-A. Was that – was that uh, – Pangalo, yes. Jimmy Boy. Uh, yes, Grant. Grant. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, he's good. And good. then they had uh, – what was the big tall kid they had? Well, there have been several. Geisler. Luke. Luke – not Luke Geisler, that's the – Another one. What's that? What's his first name? Jake. Jake Geisler. Yeah. Luke's his cousin. Sorry. And uh, man, they were they were good. What was the What was the Dixie the Dixie year? Was that eleven? That was right after. Because us. they had they had Geisler and um some of them other cats. Man, they were. I saw that one too. Yeah. Did you go to that game? Like the twelve overtime game. I think I was listening to that on the radio. I don't remember. Unbelievable. Why I wasn't there. I've yes. never – Brad Carr and I went. I was working there at the Bay Kentucky Center College. I was working that game. Well, that was my first year. At Campbell. That was my first year at Campbell. Yep. We might have been amazing Campbell. Let me ask you about that uh, – the regional championship. Okay. So, you've won five. Is the first one the best? Or is that difficult? Is it well, – okay, okay. Hold on. First of all – Let me preface this. Yeah. With all that you went through in nine years, not personally, but as the program, and even emotionally, you know, you had tough days. Yeah. To get to that point in the first regional they had won since the 50s? Some was like 62 or 62. something. 62, okay, yes. my bad. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, it's hard to put into words how excited I was after that one. It was... And how unexpected it was. Because uh, first off, I really thought the year before, and Holmes won the region or won the state the year before. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a kid named Brandon Housley, yeah, who transferred yeah. out from Newport, and we would have been really good that year if he stays. We'd have given them a 
I'm saying we'd have beat them, but I think we gave him a decent game. We lose him. He's our sixth man, and I lose probably my best player. So that was a bummer. And then we have this team, and they've been – we've been grooming this team for – like I, I was – I had coaches coaching through AAU, keep them, trying to keep them together. Yeah. So I knew this was going to be a good team coming up. And then you add DeMarco Foster. It was like the missing piece. And um, – so we lose, we get spanked by Newcastle in the district. I'm like, dang on it, this team we're playing so good, and we were playing great, and we lose. And uh, so we go to the draw. It's at the Bank of Kentucky Center, or BB&T, whatever it's called now. And I just like just stay away from Holmes. That was my only draw I wanted, and Newcastle ended up getting in that same. Side yeah. is Holmes. Newcastle was good. Yeah. But it wasn't like our side was so great. We played Ryle the first round, who had just beaten Holmes in the regular season, like near the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So we get them. And then we get Cuffcats second round. And then Holmes. I mean, it wasn't like we had an easy path to the finals. And every game was tough. And um, But, you know, we won every one of them pretty easy. I mean, we won by 16. I think Cuffcats was maybe 11 or 12. 11. 11. And then – and then to think we'd have beat Holmes that bad, yeah, I, it escalated quick. Yeah, I mean it was it was good. Let me tell you a little story. So we we had practice that morning, and I had nobody that could guard Pittman. Nobody. No. I'm like the so kid. Good. Yeah, I had nobody. I was just yeah. like, we kind of match up a little bit here and there, but that one we had nothing. So I'm working on all these zones, and. uh different things, just how we're going to double him and maybe play someone in front of him, behind him, just all these things. And we even worked on it that morning. We're on the short bus ride from Newport to NKU. And my assistant, Adele Gray, he's a lawyer in Cincinnati, he's sitting behind me. And I said, Coach, I don't think we're going to do any of those zones. I don't know why, I just don't feel good about it. I just want to – so we get in there and I tell the kids, listen, we're going right at them. We're going man to man, full court. I want you guys to play like your your hair's on fire. Yeah. We're just going after them. And let's see how they react. If we have to switch, we'll switch. Let's just see how they react. Hit them in the mouth, see what happens. And I think what happened was, I think they took us a little lightly. They Because they spanked us twice in the season. Once by like 20-something, once by like 16. Up at uh, Lloyd's Christmas tournament. Yeah. And – um. We got that lead, and it just kept – and I don't – playing from behind, they just weren't used to it. And we just kept the pedal to the metal, man. I mean, we were pressing, getting steals. Um, I was like, you're open, you're shooting it. If you got something to the hole, if they block it, I don't care, just take it right at them. And it was just – you know, it was like it was one of those the, things with take it to them, see what happens. And it became and, the perfect storm. It did. And it just kept going and going. Because and, the momentum had shifted so much in your favor. Right. And it started to escalate. And the Holmes kids legitimately had been dominating teams. Yeah. And it frustrated them. And once that happened, it was over. Yeah. It was done. Yeah. Anthony Luther, I don't remember, he steals an inbounds and goes up and dunks it right on uh, one of the Johnson boys. And it was just like you look over and they're like – we dunk on people. Yeah. We just got dunked on. You know, it was just a total shift. And uh, they're a great team. I'm not taking oh, anything. They were they so, were so oh good. Oh, my gosh. 
And believe me, there was two minutes to go. We're up 20-something. Coach is like, you going to sub? I'm like, no, Ooh. not yet. <laughs> I was afraid to sub. I'm like, they uh, could score 20 points yeah. in a minute. That's how I good they like, were. I could see you being like this. <laughs> <laughs> no subs. And you know another thing? I only pretty much played six kids that whole tournament. Now, I had a couple more kids that I would use for a spot minute here and there. Yeah. But – We were the same way in 17. Our drop-off, yeah. Our drop-off after six was kind of – it was kind of big. It was a big – and uh, so the Newport the Newport title, it's special for super special. I mean, I can't I can't explain it. It's can I ask you this? It's a blessing from from yeah. God. I mean, it was. And we'll talk about I'll the seventeen the seventeen game, but like a lot of people have asked me about like the post the Omer shot goes in right in seventeen, and and Bedlam breaks out on our end. Yeah. And legitimately, all I did was straighten my jacket up and just walk to half court and wait to shake hands. And Jerry was the only one that came, right? Yeah. That had nothing to do with me ever. Like, I, to be honest with you, I wanted to stay as far away from that whole deal as possible. Right. And going through my head, this is just the way my brain works. The moment the ball rested and then rolled in, the only thing that I could think about at that time was, huh, this is serious. I've got to get hotel rooms. <laughs> we, I'm, I've said this immediately after the game. I've got to get scouting. Who are we going to play? Right. How am I going to get off work? That's the stuff that was going through my head. I blacked yeah. out. Didn't even realize I was in the. I didn't know. Celebrate. This is right. legit. I didn't know until the next day. Right. Because I had basically had turned my phone off when I got home. How everybody else had reacted, right. I had no idea. I do remember Chris Stapleton running out of the stands, back onto the court at one point. Which is a total Souter move, right? Because right. you know he's going to listen. That's a Souter move. That's that AAU coach move, right? Yeah. Those guys, Jesus. But I didn't know because my mind was so – and for me, being here at that point 12 years, and we, have come, we had come close. You know, we had run into bus alls in the – I mean, we ran into – what is it? Was it 14? 15. 15 Campbell County. Buzz, what a team that was, man. That was a great That's team. so good. That was a team. Honestly, that I, I think that might have been your best team. Yeah, I was banking no on offense. that team. Like, look, you know how you look ahead? Like, I think this team has yeah. a good – that was my team. The 14 team is another special team because – was your first there? We upset a really yeah. good team to win that. Was that Montgomery? Who was that? Yeah, it was Montgomery. Montgomery. They were loaded. I think they lost one game the whole year. But I'm with you. You Let's talk about that shot. So – Obviously, we're thinking. You know, everybody wants to hear us talk about. So yeah, no, I'm I'm in. All right, so you should be in on this one. So we know you you want to get the ball to Jake. Sure, no doubt. You guys are thinking it wouldn't have mattered because he would have went and taken it. <laughs> the play that was the play that was, was designed. The that was they didn't to run it. Right. They didn't. It didn't get run. Who was it? Took the shot. Pouncy. Pouncy, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yes. You know, I'm seeing him getting ready to shoot it. Yeah. And I told the kids in the in the thing, listen, we're not going to let Jay get the ball. If he does, 
And my, my main Which thing was. Which is why he was open. Yeah, get the rebound. Yeah. I was like, get the rebound. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. And we didn't get the rebound. Go straight to Jake, boom. And I'm like. We were going to run thumb down and let Jake have the ball. Right. So this is what happened. We're coming out of a timeout. Right. It was a free throw, I believe, situation. Um, coming out of a timeout, go out. We're going to run thumb down. Jake's going to run off the screen, set the solid screen. Do not foul. Right. Do not set a legal screen. Jake Pouncey is going to fill up to the top. Coming down the court, Jake Omer got double teamed. Yep. Okay. Which threw off. He couldn't get. The, he didn't get the ball. Well, we tried. So to, he we ran. didn't want him to get it. Exactly. So we were doubling sure. him, trying to keep him from getting. So it. he faded out, basically, exactly. right? Just, just to not clog everything. Yeah, absolutely. Timmy bringing it up. Yes. So Timmy's jolly is dribbling up full speed, and as obviously Jake Pouncey's like, "Hey, I'm open. This is busted." Gets open. I don't think he probably realized how deep he was. But to be honest with you, you know, eight times, seven, eight times out of ten, he's going to make that shot. Wide open. Wide open. And I didn't have a problem. When I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. There was just too much time. Like, at that point, mm-hmm. just dribble in at that point, right? He had a lane, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's all I kept thinking in my head was yeah. dribble it in. And when it missed, I, like, the, my body exhaled. Like, all the air came out. And it was like – and then I saw Jake catch the rebound. And – the only thing I thought was the horns going off. That's the only thing I could think of. And then he shot it. And that son bitch held on that rim. I don't know how it fell. <laughs> it like hung there. It hit it hit up, come down, yeah. like bounce again, and then hung there. Yeah. And I'm like, there ain't no way that's gonna fall in. It falls in. But I'll be honest with you, it's it w- it was for me, it was great for the community. I was not into the this is about me deal. And you know my personality. That's just, you know, obviously there's – when you win the region, there are responsibilities the head coach has to do, which shines a light on you. Not that I was comfortable with it all. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, I loved it for the community. And I'll tell you why more. And you and I are going to get along great with this answer. Those kids had been together for since middle school. Mm-hmm. Some of them since elementary school coming together, especially the seniors, yeah. right? Close group. There was not outsiders. They were ingrained with each other, with this community. And that is what made that shot going in so special because it was the culmination of, of their friendship. And they had gone through a tough year the year before with everything that had happened and new coach come in, even though I had been on staff, still different. So that first three months, they were feeling me out. I was feeling them out. You know, what can we do? That for me is what made that so special. And anytime you've got a Jake Omer, Reed Jolly, Matt Wilson, Trey, you know, McGovney's, those things are possible. Those runs are possible. Yeah. And that makes that special. Right. Which, like, the, what was it, 19 team, those kids all grew up together, played Red Devil football together. 
played middle school together. 18 team. Jesse's on the 18 team, right? Yeah. yeah. Senior year. I got to coach him and Joel yeah. and Tanner all the way up Yes. Even when I was at Newport, I was coming and coaching when they first started. So that was special. Exactly. But, yeah. What's it like to coach your kid, honestly? It was tough. Um, you know, he wasn't the superstar on the team. So, it, you know, so you're always, you always had the whispers. The easiest thing about Jesse is he made it easy on me because he's such a good kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he seems like a quiet kid. Is he, he a quiet is. kid? He is. He's, you know, when you talked about Dayton, he does that Northern Kentucky Young Life. I don't know if you know what yeah, that is. Yeah, we have that here. Well, he works at Dayton. Awesome. And, and when you were talking about it, yeah. he, he loves it, working with those loves kids. Loves it. But uh, he just made it easy on me because there were times he was disappointed, like maybe some stretch of the game I didn't put him back in for a little bit. But I'd always explain to him, listen, man, it's, this is where the game took us. And this is what I needed at that time. And he, I'm not saying he loved it, but he handled it perfect. He's the son and, of a uh, coach yeah. first, right? Yeah. And he was with me through Newport. Exactly. He's with me every day. Kid, those so kids are smart. Yeah. They understand that but, it's not easy. But I'll my, ask you, though, like you say it's not easy, you know, sophomore year, junior year, because freshman year you played freshman, right? Yeah. Sophomore year, junior year. What are those car rides like? Dinner table or just yeah. – because yeah. obviously – Kids express themselves different right. now, and so, there's a more of a silence. And so I've heard coaches say, hey, "We don't even talk in the car, and we always make sure we get." Jesse and I would talk in the car. We still talk in the car now. Like if we we have a, we have some time at church, we drive separate cars because I go to church early on Sunday, and he shows up later. But if he's with his mom, he'll ride home with me, and that's our time to catch up and talk. So that was our time to talk about the game, and we did. And if he saw something different, I'd say, "Tell me." If I made a mistake. Tell me. And we'd always say, don't tell mom what I said in the locker room either. Some of the stuff stays in there. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's universal. <laughs> but he's he was just awesome. And then one of my favorite moments in my coaching career was we were playing University Heights, and right before that game started, I went over, he was sitting, he was a starter, and he was sitting on there getting ready to be announced. I kissed him on the head, told him I loved him. And uh, that can't ever be taken away. Never. You know, and I have written down here. What emotions do you feel? Yeah, when realizing that you had the experience to win a regional title with your son. Yeah, and to have that be a part of your story. Yeah, and then to win the game—the the first game then, that our school's ever yes, won. Down and then to literally be a tenth of a second away from going to the Final Four. Right. Right. Yeah. With your son. Yeah, and he had a great state tournament. He, uh, we used him and another kid, Schaefer, to. Yeah, Kiki Tandy and we Jesse wore him out. He was he was tired at the end of that game, and uh, you know those are just things you you know we were talking about the Omer shot, and so many people are like, oh, I have nightmares of these games, and I'll joke around and say I do, but I don't. No, um, I don't either. I think of the good things, and like when we're in a position you and I are in, and we coach these teams, like you said. All these teams are fighting for the same thing. So when you guys won, yeah, was I disappointed? For sure. But I also had to think of the other end, how it was for you guys, because I remember how my Newport yeah. team felt. And when you're friends with somebody and, and you see those kids and I and I see how hard you guys work and how you can't be upset that that team gets to have that experience too. 
You know what I'm saying? Sure. I so I mean, when you've gone to the state tournament, so you beat us in finals in 18. You go in 19. You got a text from me yeah. before every game. Every time. Uh, the Code Brothers went in the All-A 10th. Yep. Uh, got a text from me before right. every game. Yeah. Wishing you luck today, man. Yeah. Give them hell. And that's how we got to be. Yes. It, it, if you hold on to that stuff, then you're going to be miserable. And so I was I was legitimately happy for you guys. I, and when you were down the state tournament, I wanted you guys to win. And uh, so now I'm not going to say that for, you know, I'm not. I'm, I wasn't going to say that, but. You guys know where I'm going. Like teams everybody, everybody else. But there are certain teams that you root for. There's some teams you don't. But but I think that's, I think that's realized from you know yeah. every every side. Yeah. yeah. You know you have you have the perceived good guys and then you have the perceived bad guys. Right. That's part of that's part of this yeah, job. That's part of it. Right. There's people who see us as the bad guys. Absolutely. There's a lot of teams in the tenth that oh. like the old school tenth that hate mm-hmm. us in the tenth. And I get it. Look, that's an Augusta guy. Yeah, right. That's why. That's why it's hard for us to get our Hall of Fame members voted for, or our kids to vote be voted for for postseason stuff. And I and that's not a shot at anybody. I understand it, but you know, we've been we Scott have been at tenth for fifteen years. At some point. At some point, people are going to have to let go of the, you know, well, those northerners, right. um, you know, you know, someone closed the double A so them some bitches don't come down. Well, here. Cam County's been over twenty. And I exactly. Were, I was talking to Coach Mike Wright. He, he Love Mike, Mike Wright. Yeah. And I remember one time saying, "Man, you got. We've been in twenty years. You got to quit acting like we're the, the new guys on the block." And he tried to explain it to me one time, but. I guess from being in the ninth as long as I was and then coming over to the tenth. This is a funny story. So I was in the tenth for three years. And uh, Brad was coaching because mm-hmm. Brad's the one who sent me the email. So we get this coach text from Carrie Barr about all the – it's like the beginning of the year region stuff. You know how we get those emails? Yeah. <laughs> and he's a, he's a, he's a, he's introducing all the new coaches in the region. And it's been like – I've been there like three, <laughs> three years, years and he had me on the list. <laughs> And, and then I you said, won the region that year. <laughs> so I said, off. man, I better win some games because yeah. you guys still think I'm new. And Brad sent me an email, like, just making fun of me. But it was funny. Oh, that's unbelievable. And I get it. We're going to interview 10th region people on this. Should. I want to talk. Oh, I am. I, I tell you what, I love the 10th region. And it's got nothing to do with not being in the 9th. I just think the tradition in the tenth. I love the tradition, the basketball tradition. I do too. Not some of the other traditions, like the driving here or there for this and that. I that, that I could probably do away with. But even the big county schools or small communities. Yes, I love that. I do too. I love it. I love the tenth. And it's, I'm a small school guy. And it's hard for people to, when you're in the ninth, because everything's so close. Yes. Like Connor was the Connor in the ninth is the long game for that Campbell team. It's the longest we go here. Yeah. And then you go to the 10th, and I was like, man, these are long drives. But then, I don't know, I guess I'm used to it now to where I, I enjoy it. And, I, and 
it's kind of cool. We we kind of get the best of both worlds because we got yeah. all these guys in the ninth, and we're friends with a lot of these guys. And then there's a lot of good guys in the tenth too that you can be friends with. You know, I talked to Josh Cook just the other day. We we're talking on the phone. You know, good dude. I like, like Josh. To, like to shoot ideas off each other yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, it's it's a good it's a good place for us to be. I think. I mean, I love it here. Yeah, I, big fan of the tenth. I am too. And believe me, I was a huge ninth guy. I played in the ninth. Yeah, Jeremy will tell you that if yeah. if they were tried if they've tried to redo all that, then you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to move out. I don't either. I that like would be it. ridiculous. Yeah, I love it. So let me ask you this: We coach. You come from a very tough district at Newport, right? With great program, three really good programs. N- nothing against Dayton, Bellevue, but it's tough. Because one of those teams isn't going to the region. Right. And there were and have been still a lot of years where a really good team is going fishing in February. Yeah. While the other two are moving on. Right. It was me most of those times. And then now the thirty seventh. The thirty seventh since like we, that. it is unbelievable. It's crazy hard. And and it could be it could be either one now. Honestly, and because Calvary's hit, done really well, Orlando does just such a good job. Over they there. had a, an excellent season. Yes, the last couple have yeah. been great. Yeah. Now it's like, hmm, take it, can't take anything for granted. And just using us for example, Brosser gets the one seed, right? Or the four seed this year. And I'll promise you that the Code Brothers did not sleep easy the night before that game. There's just no way. No way. Even though we had won six games, right? There's no way. Because anything could happen. And I'm sure at some point in the It was like me the year before. Yes, exactly. I didn't sleep good. The the best season of your career, 31 wins, right? Right. Well, not the time, but right. Um, Just the best regular season of your career. The closest game was your first game in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's Brawlson. Yes. That's it. And then you, you never know. You're a possession away from going home. Right. And the same thing here with with us this year. Yeah, you guys had a chance to send them home. And we have been the one and have struggled to beat Calvary. And well before those other guys had been there, you know, and this, this team long before that. I didn't sleep well before the Calvary game this year. No, I did not either. I, I didn't we sleep had, on them We at all. talked about that just the other day, Jeremy and I did. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Orlando's. He is – he's a good dude and he's a really good coach. And he's a – he literally might be the best motivator in Northern Kentucky. That guy <laughs> is awesome. Love him. But, you know, you guys get that – you guys get to have that one-on-one with Brossert at the middle school. Right. That has really been a – that thing is an extravaganza. Yeah. I don't know other word to to call it. It is the best regular season game. I always tell my kids in the state. It is. I don't know how you're gonna have a regular season game. That many people show up early before your game even I starts. I mean, they're turning people away almost yeah. every year. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. You know what I love about the the lady up front. I don't I don't know her name. But every time she sees me there, she doesn't make me stand in line. She just <laughs> takes me. She says, oh, come on, coach. You can come in and scout for free. I'm like, oh, thank you. Because they don't take passes. Right. Love that lady. Don't, very young. Don't know her name, but she's very nice. She is. But it is. 
It's, it's a incredible. crazy district. It, the district, how many times have you guys, us, and Brossard legitimately probably been in the top five of the a, region? A bunch. And then we're in that tournament, and one of us is not going to make it. Yeah, home You know, in February. And not only that, and there's a ton of great coaches. I'm not saying, but I'm just – this is what we know because this, this is, is our, just, district. our district. Yeah. But we know each other so well, yeah. all three of us. My scout team knows your offense better than they know my offense. Same. You know what I'm saying? My scout team knows Brothers, you know, Shelf or uh, Vandy and Bandy yeah, and all those. They know better than 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 they know my. So offense. our team will watch film, and a team will run a version of fifty, and the kids will call it because <laughs> they grow up repping yeah. it. Well, we yeah. We ingrained it in her head. And I like joking with Scott Code. That's my favorite. Like going to – and this is totally new school of me, I guess. And I'm not the only one that does it. But I don't go out to watch games much anymore. And it's not because I'm lazy. Personally for me, I get everything I need from the film. And I'm going to get every one of your films 100% of the time. Even if you tell that opposing coach, you can send it to anybody you want, just don't send it to Steve. <laughs> I never say that. I sh- I, me either. Josh Cook does because he sucks. <laughs> but I'll get it. If I have to call somebody you're playing two weeks from now being like, hey, man, will you call so-and-so and get that film? I'm going to get that film. Right. It's just what I'm going to do. And I, I can sit there and I can look whatever. When I come out to watch the game, I just want you to know that I'm there. And yeah. that's arrogant, but – it's that it's showmanship. That's why you always tap me on the back when you yeah, come walking exactly. in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So <laughs> when I go to the Brosser games, I'll sit across from Scott Code, and I won't watch the game. I'll watch him, and after about two minutes, he'll look at me, and then he'll start covering his mouth, <laughs> and he'll stand up to call play with his mouth covered, <laughs> and I'll be like I'm writing it down anyway, <laughs> just faking it out. You know, I love the showmanship of it. Right. I went to Brossard's first game of the year this year against Newport. We were both down there. And I walked down, talked to some of my Newport kids at halftime. He looks over, I'm standing right next to their bench, and he just looks at me, laughs, and shakes his head like, man, what are you – it's, it's first game December of the year. 1st. What yeah, are you doing right. here? Yeah. <laughs> well, but I enjoy our rivalries. I remember the one year – I don't remember which year it was. I think it was the year with Reed and the mm-hmm. 18 – 19. No, 18. Yeah. So, you guys were playing Brossard, and I'd already beat Calvary. I sat right down at that little table. Yep. Crossed my legs. I didn't write a single thing down. But I just sat there like, I want them both to see me sitting down here close. So, I'm with you. We both do. I liked, I liked it this year when Leighton, as things were going, <laughs> you're shaking your head so that we can see him. He's smiling really big during the Brossard game this year. And again, we you know we won six games, so we struggled with that. But I I had the feeling that our kids were going to play well. Yeah, they just had, they had really turned a corner, and things were just different. You could feel it, and right. I was excited for them because I wanted them, I wanted them to go to the regional tournament to to realize, hey, you know, we struggled, we overcame, and we made it. But I'm gonna tell you, boys, and they heard this same speech for three weeks. Right now in Alexandria, the codes 
are repping all your stuff. Right now in Alexandria, they're getting this done because they need to know that because they're such that's a young group of kids. They need to know what was going into this at the time. And I really felt well. I felt good about it. We had gotten healthy. Things were well. And Brossard was still really good. They had a really good year. And when, like, momentum would switch and we would go on a little run, I would look over at Eric, and he would be over there sitting <laughs> in the stands just shaking his head, smiling at me. <laughs> like, it's like, it was awesome. I loved it. When you came in at halftime, I gave you that little, Yeah, I think you got him. I thought you had him. Yeah. See, I Too many mistakes, but that's okay. I said, oh. My mistakes, too. Like, that was – I sat in the locker room. I needed plays back. You know where the steps go down? Mm-hmm. And I would just listen to the crowd. And then it got to the point where, man, I'm not sure who's winning this thing. I That's what happened last year you when you were playing. And I had Brosser. to make my kids come in. I said, you guys got to quit watching this. Get in yeah. here. Because I wanted them to be ready for our game. But, hey, man, you had a great game plan. And your kids played outstanding. And just yeah, one they shot did. here or there. You know, you guys could have won. And Brosser, like you said, they had a great year, too. They did. And they played yeah. a good game. So, but that just goes back to game. our district. Yes. Yes. Our district is so strong. You know what the difference was, I think? And this is not a shot at anybody. At the end of that game, those the senior kids from Brossert, they, he made senior plays. Yeah, they the did. The stud. Yeah. He made senior plays. Yeah, he did. Because he did not – he wanted to go to the regional tournament. And he took over that game. And we didn't have an answer. We tried. You know, we tried. But whatever. So let me ask you this as we wrap up here. All right. I have two questions, actually. Are you still having fun after all the successes that you've had? Or is there pressure? Does it feel like there's pressure to continue that legacy, I guess? Um, I'm still having fun. I'm not – it's not in me to put that kind of pressure on myself. It's, it's, I don't want to act like it's not important to me because it is, but it's not the most important thing in my life. So – I don't put that kind of pressure on myself. So, um, my favorite Bible verse is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added onto you. And what that means is put God first, let everything else fall into place for you. So that's what I do. So to me, um, there's no pressure to keep. If, if I never win another region, district, whatever. Sure. Like you said, it's been a great run. So, it is what it is, and I, I, my, like we already talked about. I just want to make sure I have a good relationship with the kids and, um, and with guys like you and, and one thing I want to bring up real quick when we're talking about districts made me think of it with him sitting here. We always joke about who, which guy you guys are gonna have sitting there watching me, <laughs> staring at me the whole game. <laughs> That's a Steve Romart trademark for the record. I started that with the codes. I did that. It uh. We just we laugh about that all the time. But anyway, like I said, the relationships, we've already talked about it, but no, zero pressure. Um, when it's time for me to hang it up, I'll know it, and I'm not going to have any regrets. I'm, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy all the people. I, one of my favorite things about coaching is all the people I've got to meet through yes, the years. Yes, 100%. It's, you can't explain to people that don't understand it and don't live it. You just meet so many neat people. And – and me and you, are, we're different. 
you know, we're different people, but we get along. Absolutely. And it's, and it's because we both, I think, share the same philosophies. And on we the, have the same common goal and yeah, philosophies. Exactly. And you know um, what? We try to enrich other people's lives. Yeah. Through our own way. Right. And my way is not the Eric Russell way. And no, yours it shouldn't is not be. Steve from you got to be the best Steve you can be. I got to be the best yeah. Eric I can be. And then we go from there. And and that's at the end of the day, that's what I care about. I wanted to ask you too, and I meant I meant I had this wanted to ask earlier, but you get to watch four years of your daughter not coaching her. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about her earlier when we talked about Jesse, but yeah. So your daughter's graduated yep. just now. Yep. Tough end the senior yeah. senior season. Good yeah. lord, or senior life, I yeah. guess. I don't know what yeah. you would call that. Not getting graduating and all yeah. that stuff. But you got to watch four years of high school while you were the boss. She was also a part of some really good girls' teams Yeah, at Campbell, right? Yeah, some of the best. Probably yeah. the, the best teams yes. they've had. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously it's a different dynamic between her and your son because you're always with him. Yeah. It's just the way it is, you know? Right. And then you get to be just like dad in the stands. Yeah. Do you enjoy that? Or is it tough? Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, do you re- so, did, did you find it like relaxing to just sit there and like not I actually did. Okay. Actually it was relaxing just sitting there and, and with with her, she's got the kind of mentality that you can't like Jesse, you can get on him and coach him a little bit. I don't think I could have coached her. She she just wasn't having it. So um so I was just so I knew that going in, so I would just enjoy whatever the game brought. Win or lose, if she played bad or good. It it was what it was. I just wanted to enjoy it. And I guess cuz she's my third, yes. my third child. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. you only had two. Now my oldest daughter, Alicia, she's um she's a UK grad. Now she's at UC doing her Getting her um, psychology. She's going to be a child psychologist. Good or, for her, man. Um, school psychologist. But uh, did she go to Campbell as well? She went to Campbell. Yep. She played volleyball. But uh, ah, so the so the off season yeah. sport. Now hope had. hope was really good at volleyball too. My yeah. youngest. So they went to state. So that was fun too watching that. So I don't know. It, it was relaxing getting to watch her. And, um, well, it's also it's also refreshing to just want to root for your kids to succeed instead of worrying about right your team yeah because you, their whole lives you've been doing right this other thing right spending so much time with somebody else's kids right. and i talked to shannon about that last night you know it's hard especially when your kids are of as of impressionable ages as like teenagers are right not when they're little and you've been gone coaching all day and you come home and it's like you know dad oh my gosh yeah i enjoyed them to like her friends that she grew up with so you know they're over your house sometimes and stuff so seeing her volleyball friends and her basketball friends and seeing them do well too and succeed yeah was fun well again here we go you remember to little rooting girls. for your daughter's teammates right i love seeing them do good yes loved it um it was just like one of the little girls was my neighbor for years and i remember 
her always coming to the house and seeing her out there hitting threes and doing it. It was just fun. It's right. like seeing kids grow up. So, Last thing I want to ask you, I want to cut you yep. off because I know we're running yep. a little long here. For All me. right. You know, something that a lot of people may not know about Eric Russell is that you're a pastor as well. Yep. So you got into that with your dad because of your dad? Um, so my dad's been a pastor in Newport, New Hope Christian down in Newport on 10th and Central. And uh, so it's the west end of Newport. Yeah. We've been there for – since I was, I don't know, five years old. So I'm almost 49. So he's been over 40 years down on that corner. So he's had he's had different ministries. He started out um, helping people with alcohol addictions and drug addictions and stuff. He started out doing that, and it turned into a church. Wow. And um, so – I went to Kentucky Christian University. When you go there, I got my education degree. I wanted to, I knew I wanted to be a coach. That was my I want to be a coach, I want to teach. That was that was my goal right from the beginning. I, there wasn't I changed my mind later. That that was my goal. And seeing the struggles my dad went through as being like a minister, seeing how tough it was dealing yeah. with people, just like coaches, sure. you're dealing with people. Yeah. I didn't want anything to do with it. So was that a confrontation thing, or was no? That... No, he's behind me. He's been my biggest fan for years, and uh, so. But you have to get a at that school. You also have to get a Bible major. So Copy. there's wow. a certain amount of Bible classes you have to take to graduate from that school. So, so, so it went hand in so hand. So I had basically. to take it. Yeah. yeah, I had to take them. So, so then I started doing like youth ministry stuff for him. While I was in college playing basketball, so I'd come home on the weekends and it'd be kids from Newport, kids that I end up teaching. So it was kind of funny how I got that job. I don't, I don't think it was by chance that I got that job at Newport first, but um, I would, you know, take those kids to Kings Island or just it's awesome. pouring into their lives. Sure. Because that's how I got started into helping with the church is through youth, working with the kids. And then so, so then he started needing help with – sometimes preaching on a Sunday or filling in and doing that kind of stuff. And, and, and I've always been pretty, I haven't had a big fear of speaking in front of people and things. So, so I get up and, and then I start enjoying it. And then the people, it's just like we talk about our teams. I feel like my church family is also my family and I, and I love speaking. It's a lot those, easier to talk those people's to them. lives. Yeah. So it's easy. You're just speaking to your family. Yeah. You're just talking to these people I agree with that. that you care about. So, so he asked me one time, would you be like an assistant and help me out? You know, and how are you going to tell your dad no? You don't. And, and so, so that became, that's it. So, you know, I've got a year left to teach. I'm probably going to retire after this year. Um, I would like to coach a couple more. Hopefully the sure. Campbell will keep me on. Who knows? How do they do that at Campbell? They don't do 100-day contracts anymore, right? You know what no. we should do? We should – we should pretty much just put the pressure on Adam right now and then have <laughs> I mean I feel like I've done enough for them yeah, to keep yeah, me for I a mean, couple what, more years. What, I mean I don't know what else I can do real for them. here. Well then again, with all your state tournament runs, you've probably cost the athletic department more money than they had. So they might be ready to get rid of you. <laughs> they might be. <laughs> just kidding. And if that's the case, that's the case. But uh you know, I like to do a couple more years if I can. If not, yeah. if it's not in the cards, then we'll move on and see what happens. But no, you can come here. We can tag team. If they get rid of me, man, I'm going to be 
Steve Frohmeyer is one of his assistants. That's right. But I want to be the guy that stares at the coach. That's it. <laughs> that job's open. <laughs> it's open now. I just want to stand there the whole game staring at whoever it is that Campbell County hires next. We could make that happen. Man, I really appreciate you coming on. You are you're a good friend. You're an incredible coach. You're a great human being. I should say you're a great coach. You're an incredible human being. Um, but then again, you're kind of like that South Newport guy. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're kindred spirits. I grew up just like you did. Yeah, man. Um, Same life. And I, I'll tell you what, man. I, and I'm just saying this. not just saying this. I have a ton of respect for you, your program, your coaches, your kids, the way you do things. And even though we're trying to kick each other's butts on the court when it's at night, um, it's cool that we can be friends and, you know, we text each other all the time. Yeah. And the other day I just texted you to see how you're doing through all this stuff. And that, and that's what it's all about, man. We got to – you got you to gotta care about people. That's it. You got to care and about that's people. that's the easy stuff. Right. I think that that's the stuff that I don't understand about people. Right. It's it, – it's not, there's nothing wrong with being kind to people. It right. doesn't matter who you are. Right. It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't take any time. Just be kind. I, I don't, you know, I don't mistreat anybody. That's not crossed me. <laughs> right. Honestly. I don't. I really don't. But that's uh, why I've never tried to cross you. That's fine. That's good. <laughs> there, there is, there is one. But I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him. So thank you, brother. All right, appreciate it, man. Thanks appreciate for having you. me on. This is fun. Well, you'll have to come back. Basketball and we get to talk basketball. You'll have fun. to come back. I will. All right. The great Eric Russell.